we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. All right. Yay. Welcome. Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Another episode. We've done it. Episode 30. This is exciting. That's kind of cool, yeah. yeah. So, uh, for the people who are tuning in for the first time, or mm. if this is your first episode, you will recognize my voice in future as the voice of Scott Westby. In future? Yeah, in future. And past. Well, and listening to past episodes, which we recommend everyone do. Yeah. I'm Matt Waterworth. Hi, Matt. So we are Full Swing Productions. Yeehaw. And every week, uh, we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. Well, that's kind of nice of us. It is pretty nice. <laughs> um, I would say super nice. It wouldn't be possible without Briar's help, though. She uh, wrangles all the news and deadlines and information. Definitely. Puts it in your ear holes. So the news... The news. This week, there's there's a bit of a, of a bad news story, mm-hmm. followed by some good news stories. So bad news yes. first, as always. Um, Alarco, which is uh, the company that owns Super Channel, among other things, um, has been put into creditor protection. What does that mean, Scott? Well, it means it's kind of a, it's like a, it's it's a sign that they're not doing so well financially, right? right. Basically. Yeah. Um, a, a big issue that, uh, that the president of the company is saying um, is that the fifteen to eighteen dollar monthly prices that um, broadcasters and others are charging for super channel subscriptions uh, is just too high. I mean, mm-hmm. Netflix came in with eight eight dollars a month, yeah, and people are used to that now. I think I pay thirteen something a month for for, for super channel. Yeah, yeah. So he says we're for the people for the providers who are getting them priced to ten bucks, they're actually seeing pretty high retention, mm. but. For the prices that they are being charged, people are starting to drop off. They had a right. 5% or 5.6% um, drop in subscribers um, recently. And I think, uh, it's, I think it was less than 5, 4.5 or something. Almost 5. Anyway, percent, so... Which is significant. Yeah, so they're in trouble. Um, and I don't want to editorialize too much by mm-hmm. saying if it's a good or a bad thing because... Yeah. But we wanted to talk about it because it affects our community because Super Channel is a wonderful, wonderful broadcaster Definitely. who supports a ton of local independent filmmakers uh, in both Edmonton and Calgary and uh, and all over the country. Um, but they're they're headquartered in Edmonton. That's right. And so they kind of have a, a, a soft spot in their heart for Alberta and, and they've they've come on board as a broadcaster and provided the broadcast license requirement uh, to the whole funding financing model uh, for a lot of great projects. Um including the ongoing Tiny Plastic Men and Adam Scorgi's projects have, have been with Super Channel many times. So uh, the concern here is that is that this may mean li- more limited opportunity for productions to go forward in Alberta. Right. Because they're such a great... Supporter. Truly, yes. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, I mean, it could mean that they pivot mm-hmm. um, in a way that may end up being a good thing for yeah. filmmakers yeah. In, in Alberta. Sure. So, um, yeah, we're just going to follow the story as it develops, basically. Um, so just kind of wanted to let everyone know what's yeah. going on. And uh, Unfortunately, the news is that, I mean, I guess any independent production, Canadian production, that uh, they're on the, the broadcaster side of things for is kind of in a bit of a limbo state now. Right. So that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But hopefully we have some good news about it soon. Yes, agreed. Um, so let's get into the good news. Uh, if you're up in Edmonton, you're going to be happy to hear that Fava has some new equipment. They they have bought a Canon C100 and the uh, the Ninja Blade recorder that goes along with it. Do you know what the C100 is, man? That's a great camera. It's I the know best that. camera in the universe. I know that camera well. Yeah, so that's the camera that we use. And uh, it's awesome. It's super versatile. It, it has is. great ergonomics. Um, 
it shoots in, uh, well, I think they, they hopefully have the Mark II and it shoots in uh, a variety of formats. And with the Ninja Blade recorder, you can even record in 10-bit ProRes 422 right from the C100. Mm. Um, so that's super exciting. And it, it'll be rented for only $60 a day for the body and 15 a day for the Ninja Blade. So that's that's cheaper than you can get most anywhere. Absolutely. And it is a cinema camera. And it, it may have been around for a while now, but uh, you can still make some very pretty pictures with it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thanks to Fava for getting that. And uh, filmmakers, scoop it up. And more camera news is the other industry news today. Panavision right. uh, has unveiled their DXL 8K camera. 8Ks. 8K. How many Ks is that? <laughs> Eight. Is it too many? We'll never know. <laughs> never. No, we will no. never know. I remember um, I was arguing, not arguing, but I was uh, I was pulling uh, Dylan's leg about this a uh, couple of years ago when he was at a, a HD conference. And it's like, 8K is coming. And, and I'm like, but when is 50K coming? And when, true, yeah. like, when does it end? Where, where does it stop? So uh, What's interesting is that they're using a red sensor in the camera. Oh, really? And Panavision and Red have historically Whoa. not been friends. I didn't hear that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty, um, I guess they're friends again. And they're, yeah. they're dating now and they're getting pretty close. Um, Built-in wireless lens control. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. 10 pounds is this beast. Whoa. And frame rates of up to 60 frames a second at full 8K. Damn. So get ready to destroy every single hard drive that you've ever <laughs> bought or could buy. Um, but that's exciting. And, and I know that uh, the cinematographers in our community are really stoked about it. Anyway, let's move on to the guest. Mm-hmm. Today's a, a fellow that we've never met. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, full disclosure, we haven't interviewed him yet. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't have because it's before <laughs> it's before the interview. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But we do know that he works at Joe Media. Um, and uh, we've seen his website. He makes some really cool stuff. He does really make some cool stuff. Um, and yeah, he's done some commercial side, side of things and also some some creative stuff. So, so this, this conversation this will be more about the commercial side of, of, of filmmaking mm-hmm. and what that looks like and uh, how to make it as a director in that space. And uh, and about Joe Media, we haven't really gone too deep into into Joe Media before. So uh, they're one of the largest production companies in, in the city and uh, they do some cool stuff. So without further ado, here's Riley Burkholm. Lean in yeah, like this. Do I gotta? Yeah. Okay. Gotta be like, like I think this. it's an age thing, though, because like I said, that's exactly what my parents would say when it, when I would play a video game. They'd be like, "How do you even know what's happening here? I don't even see it." So you think that? But the thing is, I played Donkey Kong as a kid, though. Yeah. So you're saying that I'm getting old. Yeah. And even going well, you back, actually comprehended that, it back then. Yeah, so that was Donkey Kong Country One, though. Uh, three. You has never like, played three? No, it's got like the child. No, like it was the like baby? A, no, is, yeah. it a, is it a baby? It was like it's a like baby a and sister. The, it's like it a, was like the sister yeah. with like the pigtails or Female something. Female friend. I vaguely. <laughs> I think she flies. She was like the tails of Fernando. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, ah, there we go. And, and Sega had the what was that little the Sega version? Sonic. Yeah, yeah, but he but it was in a what was that um, Game Boy that Sega had? Did you ever have that? Game oh, yeah. Gear. Game, Game Gear. Gear. Yes. Yeah. No, I never had it. I had it. I did too, and yeah. I had the Sonic game for it. <laughs> Batteries would die all the time. But but tails would die every time I played. At the end of it. You like, control Tails? No, but like Tails was captured in this version and you're like oh, going to rescue him. And then yeah. at, when I finished the game, it was like, ah, Tails is dead. That's so I'm just it... realizing now that I never actually beat that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not just a... how it ends. Yeah, I don't it's think that's how it ends. I don't think any ended. video yeah. game yeah. in that era <laughs> ended with like a dark twist. That was never a thing. <laughs> not if that was successful. it. Everyone knows this. Well, maybe I should look that up. Yeah. Mm. So Riley. Yes. Tell us about yourself. How did, how did you get to where you are? Where did, uh, you, where did you first start? I got to this table right now by having like... Weird, crazy day as days sometimes are. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a weird place to start. Let's do it anyway. Sure. Um, today was weird, you guys. How come? Well, you know, sometimes you get a job uh, in the door, like a commercial or whatever, yeah. um, and it shoots like Monday, 
and maybe you get it like this morning, which is a Friday. Right. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't work over the weekends. We're trying to lock down a location. So I'm just driving around like crazy trying to find locations. Yeah. Uh, and you're still here. Yeah. Well, you it's know, amazing. maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what, what did I... The whole, I think I set, I set the day off wrong. I feel like, like I had a hot dog, like two hours before anybody should have a hot dog in the day. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that was just like a very <laughs> poor decision. I was kind of on my way out to get to this location real quick. Um, anyway, I, the location that we need is a beach. Oh, wow. It, it's cool. It's great. But like, so I'm just running around by myself and I'm taking, yeah. supposed to take uh, photographs. Yeah. But like the, the most recent one, and I'm sort of just still like just getting over it. Um, this lady had her kids like running around like full blown naked and there was like like minor like like 16 year old girls like sunbathing and i'm like just a dude taking photographs taking like i'm trying God. to be a professional like per, like person and do my job without getting uh, arrested. arrested right um anyway so that's where i'm coming from and then i just sat in traffic right. and now i'm here like this is weird. nice you do, guys this is good I did feel they give good. you the eye though or are they like what are you doing no dude? i was well <laughs> i don't know if it was it's probably the wrong approach but i was like fully like creeping around trying not to be <laughs> trying not to put trying, them in frame well, yeah, you know yeah. like That's what I there's do. two ways you could go about it is like just just own it yeah. or just like sort of just sneak it <laughs> right. and i feel like i chose i chose sneak it <laughs> right which is probably the completely wrong <laughs> that's approach. how that's where the police get called yeah yeah so anyway i just like i booked it out of there <laughs> and here i am so this podcast might get cut off like halfway through by the side. police show yeah, up that yeah. would be the best podcast ever. <laughs> um, yeah but yeah let's go a little bit further back. sure sure we'll go further than uh today yeah so are you from calgary originally i know a lot mm -hmm. of people are not no i'm from small town alberta like you guys know grand prairie oh yeah yeah like oil town sure um i i was born in saskatchewan uh, in a town called Estevan, which I've never really been to. Like, I don't really know what it looks like. I just lived there as an infant. Uh, and then I moved to Grand Prairie and I was there until I was about 20, 21 years old. Oh, really? Um, and that's kind of, you know, Grand Prairie was a great thing. I moved to Calgary because I was pursuing skateboarding. Sweet. Uh, you make, you, I'm sure you were making skateboarding videos. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, like it's a common thing. Yeah. You, you know, a, a lot of guys our age, I assume we're around the same age. It's like skateboarding sort of got them involved yeah. in, in around cameras sure. and shooting right. uh, and as, as, as jackass was kind of blowing up too yeah like yeah you know crossover there. that that whole thing happened we weren't like a jackass no, no, crew. we kept yeah. it skateboarding for the most part <laughs> but uh, um but there were a lot of like crews that were just putting out dvds indie dvds yeah. and like and mm -hmm. it was going pretty well yeah and different levels of like of filmmaking too i mean i mean shooting skateboarding is like and we're already digressing a little bit but shooting skateboarding is like especially at that time is like put on a super wide lens, you know, you yeah. shoot on a VX 1000, which is like, it's like the skateboarding camera. Yeah. Um, like classic, but you just put on super wide lens, crazy distortion. And you just, you know, there's a top handle and you just follow a guy along in your skateboard. Yeah, yeah. And since your lens is crazy wide, he's in the frame somewhere. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, for years that's his, that's as like cinematic as it got. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you watch that stuff now and it's like, dudes are flying drones over and it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. GoPros it's like, are like on every angle at that skateboard. Yeah. 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 And, and there's real filmmaking happening in skateboarding, mm. which is super cool. And I, you know, I'm not as attached to it anymore, but it's cool to see how it's progressed. Um, Spike Jones is one of my favorite directors and he, uh, yeah. he did a bunch of videos with, I think, Girl Skateboard Company. Yeah, he, he did. He did, Spike did all this, the skits and that was like the first, that was straight up real filmmaking mm. happening in skateboard videos in the right. early nineties. Like they were doing funny skits with non-actors, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's super cool. And I, I mean, 
you know, people always ask you like the favorite director question, which yeah. I don't really know I have an answer to, but, but Spike always comes to mind first. Sure. More because of his trajectory than his work, even though, you know, he's done amazing work. Like Adaptation is one of my favorite films. Like He's such a weird dude too. Like, yeah. like I, I remember a story of him like showing up to an interview but pretending to be his own publicist and and talking about what a crazy psycho Spike Jones was and I can't get him here I'm sorry and he's like throwing up it's, it's insane <laughs> isn't that um, like a Donald Trump thing isn't that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes it totally is uh, but he also did he, he would I think he had skaters paint their skateboards entirely green and then they skated on nothing yeah for the so yeah, he right pulled video. them out yeah. that was pretty so, sweet yeah. yeah so so what is it about skateboarding that naturally lends itself to a budding filmmaker. Uh, skateboarders don't do anything without filming it. <laughs> like right, that's that could fall or just because it no, looks cool. No, just because like, you're. That's what it, that's what it's about. It's like, like oftentimes a skateboard trick, you might work at it for for like you might visit the spot every day for three weeks, right? And then you get it, and then it's not good enough to be like, oh shit, like so and so, you know, he tri flipped X amount right, of stairs. Right, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, no one cares because people want to know like, oh, was it dope though? Like, <laughs> did he, was right. it bolts? Did he stomp it? Like. You got to film it and right. everybody's working on a video part even kids now like like they start skateboarding yesterday they got a video part coming out like two the like like yeah. a week later <laughs> yeah. you know it's ridiculous yeah um but that's what it is that's just that's just the hmm. culture it's a bit different now i think because you know everybody shoots everything. stuff on their yeah. phones yeah. too yeah um back in the day you had to invest in a camera at least and you know you'd you'd actually edit together a video but now it's like I, I, I land the trick it's on you it's on the gram you know yeah, right it's away. shot in like <laughs> yeah, 60 yeah. frames or 120 yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. which is crazy like we yeah, can shoot that high frame rates it's amazing on my like jvc handy cam <laughs> i wish i was a kid again man i wish yeah, i could go yeah. back and start now yeah mm -hmm. like i was at costco and they had a, a like a power wheels but it was a mario kart version what of power wheels. <laughs> it was a mario kart. oh my god i, I would have killed for this no doubt <laughs> It like, but, yeah, the kids these days. <laughs> kids these days, they don't know how bad you yeah. had it back in the 90s. Yeah. So that was your way in, though. You were in skateboarding and film cameras are always around. Video cameras are always around. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's yeah, that skateboarding as a whole turned me on to just having an opinion about, like, aesthetics of mm. things. Mm. Um, like, maybe too far probably in my late teens i was an asshole because like everybody you know is my crew especially like oh you know that dude's whack or like those pants are so stupid or like these shoes are dumb or whatever um and that's just how we were and there was there's good things that i think that i took from that in that you know i i was really looking at things mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. just looking for shit to hate on you know right. it was stupid but but being but critical totally however it, mean it might be is a thought process that's valid for sure indeed and that and that's a skill and then i think as you grow up it's like okay all the negative stuff goes away and you just start to appreciate everybody and, right. and, and things and and you also like like getting into filmmaking you know now i respect anybody who d makes anything like right. oh yeah like i could it's so difficult for me to even dislike a movie because i just appreciate the fact that somebody actually completed got that made process like yeah, oh my god totally. bravo for having um, this on a screen where yeah. was i going i was talking about something else though critical eye and, and oh yeah so i i yeah, was basically done i used to be an asshole and now it turned into a decent <laughs> less decent so thing you know hopefully i hopefully i gained something from it you know yeah how did it go from skate videos to now like people have probably seen your work like youtube pre-roll and and video like uh, tv commercials yeah yeah so how did you go from from skate videos to that um I'm certainly not directly. 
like I don't shoot all my <laughs> commercials like on a super wide lens and just hope it gets in frame. <laughs> uh, um, that like, because when I came to Calgary, it wasn't like I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I like skateboarding. Right. Um, so I bumped, I, you know, I did a few. I worked at like Visions Electronics selling TVs, which was fun actually. They've got great commercials now. Yeah. Do they? <laughs> yeah. They're, oh, they're I haven't seen fun. them. They're radio, kind of sexist. Radio commercials, yeah. They're kind of sexist, but I could. But fun. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. I remember the radio was a bit like sexist back then. What is it like? Like, oh, well, your man's watching the game. Kind of. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're a little more clever about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. I it's guess. progress anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on. Um, so anyway, I worked there. I worked at like. God, what else did I do? I, well, the first job I had here was a telemarketing thing. Ooh. And I think I got it because I, I loved the movie Boiler Room. Oh, wow. I, you know you know the film? This guy, he's selling stocks on the phone. He I says did. a bunch of clever shit to right, people right. and they buy stuff from yeah, him. Yeah. So I just sort of put myself like in that role. And <laughs> right. it was like, it was a full-blown scam, though. I, I lasted two days. <laughs> we were selling like uh, business directories. I don't know. Um, anyway, I went for lunch one day and didn't come back. Uh, <laughs> but I, okay, so... So I worked a few odd jobs. I eventually got a job at at E1 Films. Um, you know, E1, like they do yeah. big, big movies. Yeah, Doing sound, what? Sounds great. Uh, filling out spreadsheets in an office. I don't even know exactly what my job was. In Calgary? Yeah, oh, but wow. they, it's not like that sounds, sorry, I, I said that wrong. I mean, I didn't. I did get a job at E1 Films, okay. but it was like DVD distribution. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is a big part of their... Yeah, like, yeah, it truly was. I don't know if it is anymore. Maybe but not it, as much now. But it, well, it still is, yeah. yeah. It cer- certainly was. And I interviewed at E1 and said, you know, I'm interested in like entertainment always. What what, what year was this? Mm, I'm not good at this, you guys. What year was that? Ish. Just because I know that the CEO there was born outside of Red Deer. So there is an Alberta connection mm-hmm. to that company, but now it's all Ontario and huge. Probably 09. Okay, yeah. Yeah, something Ish. like that. Sweet. Something like that. Um, but I was like, anyway, they put me in this office and I they sort of showed me what to do. And it was like distributing DVDs to certain things. It was like very spreadsheet oriented. And I didn't, like, I was terrible. Like, I, 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 I mostly, I was just, like, spinning around on my desk all day. Um, <laughs> and I realized, like, I had a moment, like, mid-spin in my desk. And I realized that I needed to do something, Not like, this, actually yeah. fulfilling. Right. Because yeah. I led, like, a life of crime, basically. Right. <laughs> and now, like, I'm spinning around spinning. in my desk. Yeah, that's a good metaphor. Um, From boiler room to office space. Yeah, yeah right. basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like I got you know I went to SAIT I basically I enrolled in SAIT oh, cool. at, right. at, at lunch and these things happen at lunch for me I don't know <laughs> um, uh, in the TV program so not the film okay, program but yeah, the TV yeah. program sure um, man what year because we might have been around the same time oh uh, nine probably graduated f- yeah. almost yeah, five six years ago five years ago oh, okay yeah, just right, after us cool. yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys do TV or film we did film yeah but yeah we yeah. love the TV program we we have practicum students from there every year yeah yeah, yeah well. Us too, actually. We've got some great practicum students from both film and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, w- I went through the program. It was great, and uh, but it's it's different than film. You know, it's more it's more live television. Yeah, right. You know, sports things like sure. that. And actually, before I graduated, I worked. I got a phone call to work on a movie, and I, like I just thought, oh my god, a movie! Like shit, I made it already. Like I've already <laughs> I've already reached the pinnacle of success. <laughs> Uh, and it was uh, a guy called uh, Kruno Malnar. He has no idea who I am, but it was his movie, and it was a it was a student film. I think right. it rings a bell for me. Yeah. Um, um, Brad Stuckel shooting it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, I came on as a PA. I don't know. Like I don't know what I was doing, and I, it was the first time I'd seen a C stand 
or wow. like any of right. that stuff. The cinema side. Wasn't yeah, there. Right. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I walked on and I sat around a lot as you do on sets like that. For sure. Um, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, and that was my first exposure to like a set set, not like an ENG right. camera. Gotcha. Um, so it was, it was eye-opening. What does ENG camera mean? Help. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we talk about job postings for like part-time ENG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, what is the acronym? Oh, it, electronic news gathering? I uh, just, okay. I, no, I made that up. Like, don't quote. I, sounds, I, sounds I right. bet you're right. Yeah, yeah right, okay, yeah. okay. Um, okay. It's, so it's not English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or electric. Because <laughs> we've made fun of it, but now we sound like idiots, and that's fine. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, oh, so I came off that set. Um, yeah. I graduated, say... You saw the... The, the I, yeah, cinema I, I saw, side I saw the, the short, film short side of film thing. or yeah. feature film. Yeah, it was a feature. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I never saw the feature, but I was, you know, I worked on it for a day. Yeah, Bollywood uh, movie? No, no, no. Because I know Brad did a few of those, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. A student yeah. film, yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah, just, student feature. Student feature. Anyway, yeah. so you so what horror, was your student feature horror? Okay, okay. Yeah. So what was your takeaway there? You were like, this is more what I want to get into. That kind of thing. Oh, like it was like, holy shit! I don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> um was basically my takeaway. I still feel that way whenever I get on set. For sure. Oh my sure. God. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like we can get into it a, a little more in a, in a sec, but yeah. I, I sort of like talking about that. It yeah. makes me feel better. Sure. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I also, my last kind of thing at school is I got a, uh, my internship slash practicum at uh, Joe Media Group. Right. Um, and I still, I'm still there. So for those who don't know about Joe, can you give us a little rundown of who they are, what they do? Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe Media Group's production company in town, you know, um, certainly one of the larger ones. Uh, they've done uh, a few feature films, you know, it, literally everything you could do, yeah. Joe yeah. Media's done. I think the bulk of the business right now is is either the commercials, corporate video, and they've got a few TV series going on. They've got a French TV series going on as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it's like a wide variety of, of work, yeah. um, um, literally everything. I haven't done a feature in a little while, but, but you know, Matt, who runs the show, is, is open to whatever type of work because he just loves it, Yeah, you know, which is kind of, you know, it's an ideal leader, totally. really. Yeah, and yeah. super nice guy, too. Just, just really genuine. Um, yeah, Matt Gillespie, nice for, for listeners, Matt Gillespie is... Uh, was it a mentee of, of Stephen? Yeah, Ashworth? I don't know oh, if you listened right? to the Stephen Ashworth episode, but but he and I uh, don't know each other at all, really. Uh, but but yeah, Steve Ashworth was was our mentor uh, for both of us, um, and he he actually helped do this movie called um, uh, Marilyn Halverson's Marilyn Halverson's Dare. Okay. Um, and and so it was a high school feature film that Stephen Ashworth in Edmonton shot, and then Joe and matt did the did the post on it so so yeah that that was that was cool to see because uh, you know at the time i was at the ampias and i saw yeah. that movie had had earned earned some nominations and 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 i always kind of saw joe as maybe just commercial maybe just corporate but it's actually much more than that it's kind of i think kind of what we want to be yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah is that is that just if, if it involves a video camera we want to be involved mm -hmm. yeah yeah right. and, and certainly what, that's weddings. what they've done except for weddings <laughs> they don't do weddings do they uh, no no, no yeah no. so it's exactly like one right yeah, yeah. So we should just <laughs> yeah we should just go get hired by joe yeah for sure yeah totally a resume so. um well, I'm, the, I'm leaving so yeah, there's a position so, opening we'll get so to that later and i know up, brett yeah. Furster did some work there we were just talking about brett in the news i don't know if you've come across i don't i've heard i've heard brett's name yeah name 
a lot, but I've never, I haven't seen him around the office. But yeah, I, I think Katie Kidd did her practicum there and, and a lot of, yeah, it's a good, it's a good place. It's an institution. Yeah. It's wonderful. Absolutely. So you started your practicum there. I did. Yeah. And, and it's a three week practicum with a TV program, right? Yeah. It's been like a six year practicum. Yeah. So what <laughs> happened, what happened after week three? Um, like I don't know. In, I mean, I, I think I worked during my practicum. There was one commercial that I, that I worked on. I, I was just so scared throughout my practicum of like, like, oh my God, like this is the film and TV industry. Like, like, and I, so everybody was terrifying and I was scared to say <laughs> yeah. no to anything. For sure. I yeah. just did or what, ask a question. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, basically. And I mean, yeah. I just did, did whatever, um, maybe out of fear. I don't know. I, and, uh, I guess they like that. And so there's some kind of <laughs> Riley. He seems scared. Hire him. <laughs> yeah, Be afraid. Yeah. Basically someone somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they, they, they kept me on. So there's, there's, I don't know if it's, it, it still exists and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about this. I'm not even that educated on it, but yeah. it's, there's, there's a program where the government pays, you know, half that's right. salary yes. or something. I don't know what that's called. Yes. Um, so, but that happened for my first year. Um, and cool. whatever that thing is, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, um, I just PA'd and coordinated and like just got people coffee and like just tried to make myself useful for nice. a while. You know, I did, I did, um, I was on the road a lot. Like I, I've, I've shot in every inch of this province on a lot of travel Alberta work. Oh, sweet. So it was, and it was like small crews. So you get to wear a lot of hats. I got to yeah. shoot a little bit. So I started to get my hands on cameras. Cool. I was working uh, really closely with, you guys know Sean Henning? No. He's a DOP in town. He shoots a lot of documentary stuff and he's a great guy. And cool. I, you know, anything I know about like lensing and just basically the effect of lenses on an, on an image, um, comes from him and mm. just, and just, just handing the dude lenses. Right. And he's right. nice enough not to just put it on the camera. He's like, okay, you know, Riley, I'm switching to a 14 because uh, yada, yada, yada. Nice. Uh, and that was great because I just, you know, now you can actually see what difference each lens makes when you see the image later, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it was the beginning of being able to speak intelligently to a camera department right. about you know what kind of lens you're gonna want, yeah, yeah and composition decisions and cool. things like that. And it was also just a crash course in like working long ass days and like just getting a feel for even because I work in commercials mostly. It's like getting a feel for how the agency and how production work together because that's a whole different world. Like it's a it's a it's something that you have to know how to navigate. Um, so I got a feel for some of that on the travel Alberta stuff. And I don't know, that was sort of, that, give, give that was my earlier stuff. Give us some tips in terms of like, yeah, like dealing with an agency versus, um, an audience or a straight up client. What does that relationship look like? And how is that different than, than any normal one? Well, be? well for me now, I mean, I, as a director, any, any decision I make or idea I have, I don't just come up with it and then go bang, shoot it. Like I come up with it and then I share it with with an agency because I guess if you're listening and you don't and you don't know the, what the agency's role is is basically it works like this is is there's a client let's say let's say Nike because I definitely haven't got to work with them <laughs> um, um, there will be Nike and they and, and they sell shoes and there's an agency and the agency is in charge of Nike's brand so they come up they really come up with all their advertising they write the scripts they come up with their you know billboard advertising TV advertising whatever whatever and most brands don't do that in-house they have a it almost all brands have an agency mm, right. that that handles their their image and their and their right. brand so so production like Joe media is always hired by agency. the agency gotcha so 
the agency is they got a t- they got a super tough gig and and it's like they had, the client has big expectations for yeah. them so they're always looking out for their company's brand so so they can't just like like hire a production company and say okay hey go we shoot this you, thing you, want, yeah. you know <laughs> they they they've just straight up got to be pretty hands on and and making sure that that what we're shooting is in line with the brand and what we're shooting is up to their standards so i mean obviously there's you know agency and production occasionally butt heads because sometimes that happens in the creative process. Of course. But but navigating the agency world is like learning how to properly collaborate and and um I guess at times learning how to how to pick your battles because in a way when you win a job you're being hired for your expertise and for your ideas. And if an agency keeps giving you suggestions and you say, Yep, 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 I'm gonna do all that stuff, mm. they're like, What do we hire this guy for? Yeah. You know, but if you can have an intelligent conversation about an idea and say, hey, that's a great idea. Ah, you know what? This isn't really going to work because this. Um, but here's a solution. Here's a solution. Yeah. Then you're collaborating and then you're getting what the agency wants. Then you're also communicating your vision and your idea. Right. So it's as a commercial director, it's it's not it's not just all about you. You know, there's a lot of people involved, but but you are the the um, leader of production. And it's at the end of the day, it, you're. Yeah. You're the leader of production. Let's leave it there. That's all sure. I got. And I, so are you producing and directing? No, hell no. No? Okay. No, no, no. I'd be a terrible producer. <laughs> um, and I just wouldn't be able to to, to manage it. Like, uh, directing is... It, I think a lot of people think that commercials are, you know, especially in film school, oh, you know, commercials, I'm going to do that shit. Like, I'm going to... Yeah. I'm gonna oh, make, yeah. They're, I'm going to make the slightly better, better yeah. than corporate video. That was my vibe yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. Yeah. It, probably mine too. Well, not really. I kind of wanted to do this for a while. Um, but what was the point we were making? What were we talking about? Well, I think just are you producing? Who's who's doing it? Oh, am, am I producing? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned that commercials are like a bad, a bad, got a bad rap. Yeah. 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 But um, advertising is actually kind of cool. Well, it's 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 super cool. And, and it's it's a crash course in being extremely prepared. Mm. Because if you're like, listen, my first jobs were, were, were narrative. Like if I hopped on, if I did a feature two years ago, would have been a goddamn disaster, right. you guys. Right. Uh, I just, I, I don't think that I would have been prepared enough because I wouldn't have even known how. But working in commercials, it's like you, ha- you have to answer to so many people and, and have to have an answer days and days before you ever shoot that you have no choice but to be extremely prepared. Right. And I value that so much, you know? Like it's so, it's been so important to me to have to like, before we go on a shoot day, we have a, you know, sometimes three hour long meeting and I walk through how exactly this day is going to plan out what we're shooting, why we're shooting it that way. And I have an explanation for everything. Right. And I only know, you know, I'm only thinking about that stuff and I'm only thinking in, in great detail because the commercial game has taught me to, and I have right. to. So I guess the point. And nobody was, may challenge you. You may not get a challenge no, or a no, question about it at all, but you have to know. Yeah, yeah. And well, now plus it just makes a stronger product, right? Yeah. Everything ties together. Definitely. And now, and now, I, I mean, unless I have those, in, unless I have the an, the answers to the questions that I think I'm going to get, I don't sleep at night. So <laughs> I have no choice but to be prepared. And I yeah. think when people think about commercials as like, you know, a negative thing or a dirty word or not real filmmaking. I don't know, man. Like, like I think in the commercial game, you can learn to be a hell of a narrative filmmaker. Yeah, totally. You know, and and the other side of it is, 
you get to make some pretty cool shit and Absolutely, you know you get yeah. to play with some pretty good toys yeah. and the budgets are decent you know yeah. like it's and get, yeah and you get to practice on things that you might not otherwise get a chance to do like yeah. motorcycles oh, yeah, oh, yeah are you right. kidding me like like <laughs> like i've been in charge of some stuff that i maybe definitely shouldn't have been in charge of and and i got that experience under my belt so now next time i'm fully ready to do it yeah nice. i would never have had that opportunity if i wasn't working in, right. in commercials very cool so how did you get from um pouring coffee and handing out lenses to directing uh, what's the bridge um i guess i i guess i i mean i directed a few like smaller corporate things you know conducted a few interviews things like that um um and then i what did i do i think one day i let it slip that i wanted to direct because i was always very like shy about it you know, everybody, every, you know, everybody, everybody wants, everybody everybody wants, wants to be a director yes. and I didn't want to be the everybody yeah, wants to be course. a director guy. So I never really told anybody and I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do. Uh, and I was quiet about it. And I think one day I let it slip, like maybe we're drinking after a shoot or something. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a director. Uh, and and I think that that I had that I had worked hard enough that that the people in my life and, and Matt at Joe Media wanted to help me get there. Nice. So, which is like, like, oh my God, is there, you, you can't ask for much more than that. And I, you know, no one ever said to me, okay, well, we're going to help you do that. But I could feel it. Right. Like, like, you know, they're handing me a little, little job here, a little yeah. job there. And it's like, it's not super artistic work, but you are in charge of something and mm -hmm. you are responsible for the end product. And that's part of the job. And then slowly those jobs started to get a little bit bigger. Um, I shot a piece, like, I think my first significant job was... Uh, like really small crew, but we shot it in um, Sri Lanka. Whoa. Uh, we shot in London. Like the country? Yeah, we, we <laughs> shot in London, England. We wow. shot in L Shanghai. Uh, and this was for one job. Wow. But it was perfect because they had a slim budget. Right. So we can't afford a big time director. <laughs> right, right. That's me. I'm not a big time director. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy syndrome. Yeah. yeah it's so, so I was like, I perfectly slid into the budget where I could yeah. like, be the director and they could still pay for all this travel. Right, right, right. Uh, so I got to do it. Nice. And it, you know, it turned out all right. I didn't blow it. So, <laughs> so you start to develop a trust with people. Right, right. And then after that, the job started getting bigger, know, and bigger, bigger and bigger and you just kind of grow from there. And I, I guess that's still what I'm doing is just hoping the jobs get, get bigger and bigger and I keep growing. And so what are, what are some feathers in your cap from a resume perspective? Because I know you've done mm. some stuff for Honda. And this is where you're allowed to brag. Yeah, you can brag. This yeah. is yeah. just uh, um, <laughs> Feathers in my cat from a resume perspective. I've done I've done two spots for Honda. One of them was for... My, my, my biggest spot is certainly that motorcycle spot I did. We shot it in Los Angeles. That was... A, wow. That was a, yeah, it was exciting and scary. I'll tell That's you about it in a fun. sec. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, so fun. Okay, I'll just get into it right now. Yeah. So fun. But I was shitting my pants, you guys. <laughs> Uh, I actually have not seen it. I was on your site a little bit, but oh, I missed yeah, this one. So tell yeah. me about what it is exactly. Well, it's it's the spot is in an office building, um, and it's a guy at his desk, and he's just like typing away, and then he, he's got a Honda CBR keychain on his desk, and he touches the keychain. When he touches it, he's he's morphed to this basically his happy place, and that is riding a Honda CBR three hundred uh, down the streets of Los Angeles. So. Um, that's, that's the gist of it. So it's a cool, like back and forth office. Yeah. Motorcycle. Yeah. Office, right, motorcycle. Right, right. yeah. And it was big for me. It was, an, it was national. It played 
you know, it played during on Sportsnet, Journal, wow. of, Ra- Journal of Raptors game. So it was a great honor for me to actually become annoyed by my own commercial. <laughs> like, because they play it during yeah, every yeah, break. Yeah. And right. I was like, God, I hate this thing, but I did it. Like, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that experience was, I mean, I think, because it's, it's almost, it's like a year and a half, two years old now. And I think I, I'm i in, I'm in Los Angeles, California, which is where they make really legitimate films yeah they make real movies yeah they make a couple movies (laughs) there they do you know um and and i mean i knew what the commercial should look like and i and i certainly had a vision for it but i i guess i kind of expected to walk on set and have a pa come up to me like and like bully me and then he would just direct the commercial and I'd like we talk about this I'd all like the time to, I'd like have to leave you're or something you're a fraud right you're no, like somebody's gonna be like they know I don't know yeah, what I'm yeah. doing you're a Canadian director <laughs> yeah someone here is yeah. definitely going to see me for who I am right, and right. kick me off this set yeah. right now I'm gonna have to hitchhike home yeah it's gonna be yeah. terrible so like <laughs> your job your family's gonna disown you yeah yeah so I I mean like before the shoot days I'm not sleeping like I'm I, I'd, I'd be like breathing heavily on my in, in my hotel room before I had to walk into meetings and stuff but I'd go there and you don't really have a choice but to be as confident as you can be right and I'd just do it you know well and, and the trick there is being prepared that's all you can do fully being yeah. prepared yeah. and I th- I think I was I was pre- as prepared as I knew how to be at that point I think today I I would I would kill that commercial even significantly harder like like I have things oh. about uh, like I would have approached the running footage differently. I, right. I sort of know how to prepare for that kind of thing. I would have location scouts. I would have approached differently. Hmm. And like, I think we shot a good spot and I'm, and I'm proud of that spot, but like, it's amazing when you look back and you think of what you don't know in that moment. Hmm. You know, I wish I, I wish I was shooting that spot tomorrow. Right. And then two years from now, I hope I look back and say, God damn, like I wish I was shooting that spot the, tomorrow because yeah. I didn't know anything. I've learned so much. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. So, that experience, it helped me with my confidence because I think confidence is kind of the name of the game, mm. um, especially in commercials. Um, and I just, I, I learned a ton. I, I learned that the crew's not out to get me. You know, right, right. people are, people are there to help, <laughs> to help you, to help me. trying to expose you as a fraud. They want to make something yeah, cool yeah, too. Yeah, every, yeah, everybody's just down to like make a thing yeah. and, and they're just, they're just there to help me. Mm-hmm realize what I've got in my brain. And as long as I can communicate it to them, you know, semi-coherently, we'll get a good thing done. Right. And it's why, I mean, it's why confidence is important on set as a director, even if you don't know the answer, to, to answer as quickly as you can and be confident about it. That's a that's a Kevin Smith thing. He says it in his it? book. He said, uh, you know, they're going to ask you if you want the red drapes or the blue drapes. And even if you don't know, just pick the fucking blue ones. And uh, <laughs> if you don't like them, you can just change it later. Yeah. Like, don't I don't know if that's the quote, but it's something along those lines. Something yeah, yeah, I took yeah. away from a book that he wrote, and I, I think of that today. You you know you try and answer as best you can, but I mean again, well, it comes down to being prepared enough that you know your story totally enough that if someone yeah. throws a question like that at you, you're like oh blues better. Yeah, and I think that's true if you're if you're you know maybe don't know your crew that well, or, yeah. or you feel like you need to establish yourself as as a leader, and you do. Um, but I, I also I remember getting asked by the costume person this dress or this dress for this actress one time and i went uh i'm gonna go blue and they were like 
correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know there was a wrong answer, but yeah. wow, that's rude, almost. What? <laughs> yeah, totally. but at the same time, it's a collaborative process. Yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. and yeah. and and I could have said, well, what do you think? But at the same time, you do have to establish yourself as the leader of the set. So it's actually, I take that back. That's not rude. That's it's great. not. It's it means true. sorry yeah. by saying correct. She just whoever that was. They just meant that they agreed with exactly. your decision. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. I like that. I like that because. <laughs> That's reaffirming. For sure. Right. Because if you pick the other one, they might say, hey, it does. what it about... It's like, just... oh, I, I did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I want that on a set, too. I right. want ideas. I want people to tell me. Right. Well, it's such a, fuck, it's such a, weird, it's such a weird world, right? Because we deal with egos so much that... Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. It's like, if you've got a great idea, I want you to come up and tell me. Totally. But a lot of people are like, oh, fuck you. Like, you're a PA. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's also... It's, it, it might also be a confidence thing, right? Where if you show up in LA and a PA is like, why don't you maybe why don't you try this? And you're like, Oh my God, I'm a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, totally, someone yeah. fire this PA. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so remember. Yeah. I remember Grant Harvey saying, I'll take a great idea from a PA. If it's a good idea, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. From anybody. I think, I think the big, maybe, I don't know what percentage of the job, but a significant part is just filtering ideas. Yeah. You know, taking, taking ideas and re- d- deciding, Oh, you know, that's going to work or that's yeah. not going to work. Mm-hmm. And then injecting them into the work. So how do you go, what, so what do you take from a commercial like that one or any commercial? And then on your site, you also have some shorts, some creative stuff that I don't know if you've self-funded probably or, or, or how funding was, but, but yeah. they're not commercials. They're yeah. obviously not an agency is, is yeah, filling yeah, up the budget for this. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done a couple of sort of narrative things. I've done one dialogue. Uh, narrative piece. We shot it for the Eddies, actually. Oh um, yeah, and that is. I did watch that one. Two, uh, two please. Is that what yeah, you're yeah. yeah. Um, how do you go there? Uh, what did you learn? Well, like, what did you take from the commercial world and be like, okay, now I, I know how to kill this problem because I I've been here before. I think it's just. I mean, that particular Honda commercial, I don't know if much translated into that besides just experience and sure. being able to speak the language and right. things like that. But. Um, I just just experience yeah. just like like I think again my ability to prepare for that um, comes from the commercial world like on that day I was gonna lose my location and I was behind like two hours so I was p- prepared I knew that okay I'm gonna cut this scene that was always the scene I was gonna cut if I had to cut one right so it got cut um, it's I guess it's just things like that it's like it's like how to even communicate with wardrobe. Um, Dietrich Kalen was wardrobe on yeah. that, who's the best. She's the best. Uh, um, Aaron Bernakovich shot it, also the best. Also the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I was, I did a bunch of learning on that set. Sure. And, yeah. And it, was, and it was little. I know? once, I listened to the um, director's commentary on American Beauty years yeah. ago. And Sam Mendes? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And the, but it was the cinematographer who was also on, on the commentary for whatever reason. Um, I'm glad he was because he, he was coming, I think from the theater world, the director mm-hmm. and then cinematographer was his, his person to be like, here's what, here's why we're using this lens. Here's why we're filling the frame this way. And he would constantly compliment the cinematographer who was in his gotta be seventies, eighties and has now passed away. But, um, the cinematographer kept saying, yeah, I didn't even notice I was doing that. Like, thank you for the compliment, but I gen- I genuinely had no idea I was doing it because it, not because I don't know what I'm doing, but because it's intuition now. Mm. It's just, I, I right. put the camera there because that's where the camera goes for me. It's in my head. 
So yeah, I, I think that's maybe part of it. It's forgetting what you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, why did you put the camera there? Well, that's how you it's saw it in your head, and it made yeah. sense because of the action and whatever else. Cool. Yeah. There's yeah. also is there also something to be said for um, not clinging too tightly to any specific idea, and I think that is something that that we get out of corporate and commercial filmmaking is if an idea doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're if you're the director on a narrative project, then especially if it's low budget and you're financing it yourself, chances are you're going to attack it with the I'm an auteur and these are my ideas and that's what goes right. Yeah. Um, so I think there's something to be said for being able to detach yourself, your personal kind of ego from the creative process. Like, like being able to make a decision on set if something's not working. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And being like, instead of, instead of trying to shoehorn a a vision that you had, being able to pivot and say, you know what, this isn't working and maybe here's another idea. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting that like you can plan and plan and plan and plan and plan, but it's not all going to go down that way. No, of course. Ever. You know, you, I think you have to be, it's a, it's a fine line to walk because you have to be open to inspiration on set and just things that happen. Oh my God, look at how the natural light just fell in here. Like we got to shoot this right now, you know, and it wasn't even on the shot list. Um, but you, you know, especially in a commercial when you have to get this in your day, uh, you can't do too much of that where it's, you're no longer going to make your day. You no longer have the peace. And also every, you know, like quick decision you make you've still got to go answer to a bunch of people like every time i move a camera on a set i go to to a group of people and i tell them why right um and that's cool that's the game yeah and they're usually like okay cool but like sometimes it's like you know it's it's when you're not telling them why that they start getting nervous yeah 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 yeah. it's it's and and that helps you grow too because it is important to know why you're putting a camera in a certain place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah of course so we come to the Can present. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We come to the present tense today. Okay. You're, you you're good? I, I'm good with just the one thing. I'll go again. Okay. So you're, so you're creeping on a beach today. Today. Yeah. That yeah. was my day. And uh, it, the, the, your last month at Joe Media has begun. Yes. Because you are leaving us. I'm leaving. And by us, I mean Alberta. I'm leaving Alberta. I am. You're going well, to Toronto. Why? I'm changing my address. You're changing your. Okay. Can't take the Alberta out of you. No, oh, definitely, definitely sure. not. I, I still. I guess we'll start with this. Why? Um, you can be honest here. You don't. Have I know. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. And it's not like. How do I? How do I it's still a tough question to answer because maybe it's a terrible decision, you guys. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. Probably I'm not. Sh- I'm shaking in my boots. It's, <laughs> right. a, it's a completely new experience for me. But it's, it's like a practicum all over again. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah, yeah. it's a whole different kind of practicum. Sure. And I'm a whole different person than I was when I walked into Joe Media six years ago. But um, I think the type of work that I want to do and even just the, the, the type of advertising that's happening in eastern canada is more well first of all let's be real there's just bigger budgets there's more going on there's bigger brands there's that that's attractive and anybody you know who's looking to shoot commercials and that's that's really my game um it's a logical step for sure um but the other side of it is is that i i despite being small town alberta guy i i sort of like like the stuff i'm into is more urban right and I feel like there's like clients out there have more an appetite for a certain style of humor and humorous spots and and more like more of an urban style and more visual 
pieces. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm chasing a certain style of work. I'm hmm. chasing I'm chasing higher budgets. I'm chasing bigger yeah. brands. Um, and I'm just kind of excited to like like go out there and try something and scare myself again because you just got to you know like yeah. It's I just I just turned thirty recently and. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm going through like a thing. <laughs> uh, like it, c- it could be that. Yeah. We'll see you when you're washed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's. I'm I'm. First of all, very lucky to have to even be in a position to go out there and potentially get work and do commercials. Yeah, Extremely absolutely. lucky. Um, that's basically. Is there a home for you there somewhere? Is it, uh, as far as work? Goes? My girlfriend's out there trying to find an apartment. But as okay. far as a home for me goes, um, I've been a salaried employee of Joe Media yeah. Group for the last six years. Yeah. Um, I'm now a freelancer, but I am represented by Joe Media Group in Alberta, and I've signed to another company in Toronto who's representing me across the country. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so you and, might come back and work here. If, yeah, I mean, ideally, that's yeah. that's that's the plan. Is, cool. is still trying to going national, as it were, instead of just moving yeah, to Toronto. Yeah, right? yeah, it's I'm moving to Toronto, but I want to work everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, and so it's I I I was in Toronto three weeks ago, and I I was at, in a bunch of meetings with a variety of um, film companies and. I, um, I, you know, a, a company, the first company I met with said, you know, listen, we're not interested in bringing on another director. Um, we just, you know, we're not sure we've got the energy for it. And, uh, I said, that's cool. Like, I'm just happy to be meeting with people at that point. Yeah. And they called me back and they offered to sign me and Whoa. <laughs> I legitimately shed a tear in their <laughs> office. Like I had to do the whole, like, I had to do the whole, like, give me a minute. <laughs> like I was, I don't know what it was. Like, that's, I was, that's awesome. What it was, a compliment. It was, it was great. And I, and I still feel like I tricked them or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I just can't really say enough about, about even, I'm not going to say who they are cause it's not, it's not right, out in the world yeah, yet, sure. but I'm just so grateful for them giving me this opportunity and seeing something yeah. in me. And I'm, extremely grateful for everything Matt Gillespie and Joe Media has done right. for me because those dudes it's like right. I'm still shooting skateboard yeah. videos which is fun but sure. you know not, yeah. not the same the competition's thing. more fierce yeah. in that <laughs> landscape for yeah. sure mm-hmm. um, uh, Full Swing sponsored um, the Anvil Awards yeah. this year yeah I was there yeah, that's right. So you, you saw a bit of that technical nightmare that we had. But anyway. I did. I felt so bad for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I was that. like, I, I, we hadn't even met, and I was, yeah. sweating, yeah. I was sweating for you guys. It was the worst. <laughs> this is the laptop that that's we're looking harsh. at right now. This, this one right here? Bed. Yeah, it's, oh, it's better man. now. I've, I've replaced the hard drive on it. Have you guys talked about that on the podcast? No, no, no really, we no. haven't. No, I, would, I, didn't, I was like, I wasn't going to bring it up. The no. darkest <laughs> moment in full swing production. Well, yeah. Were you guys sweating? Probably, yeah. I was sweating. I was literally sweating. Yeah. Yes, literally sweating. And we learned that we're not an AV company. Yeah. Right. Um, but the point of this was not anything about that. It was about the fact that Joe Media shot um, some interviews with the judges. Oh, yeah, I did that. For, you shot those. Oh, no, not the judges. I did the Richard Cairns thing. Oh, you did the Richard Cairns thing. Yeah. Which was a great video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they shot some just some talking head stuff with the judges um, that, that I'd cut into vignettes that were supposed to play in the PowerPoint but ended up getting pulled because okay. my <laughs> laptop is a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, while I was watching this footage... Um, the judges were all from uh, from the east, and they were saying how it was. It was actually a little bit kind of mean, but they were, they were talking about how it was like <laughs> Alberta. They couldn't believe how good the stuff was coming out of Alberta, mm. and which I was like, "Hey, come on, yeah. we're pretty good here." <laughs> um, and they were like, and one of them qual- uh, qualified it by saying, "They just don't have the brands in Alberta mm. that we have in Toronto." That's what it is, and. And that was for me, it was like, oh yeah, you're right. We don't, like no one in Alberta can get a Nike commercial. We just cannot. 
It's just it's never gonna happen unless they start so, making work boots, right? Or like, yeah. well, like, exactly. Well, I mean, they probably do actually. <laughs> so that kind of opened my eyes to that a little bit, where it's like we can only make our own opportunities so far from a, from a narrative and creative perspective. Yeah, sure. Sky's the limit. I mean, tax credit stuff, all that uh, yeah. aside. Um, but when it comes to commercial and, and corporate stuff, you can only do so much here. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, right, now, right now, right now, you can only do so much yeah. there. I do think, I do think that there is, there is good work coming out of the city. And hopefully, hopefully that means that there more brands are attracted to the agencies out here. And that would mean bigger productions out here too. But you never know. It's like it's a slow process. It, though, it is, right? and like, there's just yeah. something sexy about Toronto that's not, you know, for, course, for creators yeah. that's that's not in Calgary. Mm -hmm. It's it's unfortunate, and and sometimes it's 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 really nothing. Like, but it. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. Well, but it's it, the brand a little bit, right? Yeah, Toronto's brand versus Calgary's brand, right? Yeah, it's cool. It's hip. It's sure, early, yeah, you know. it's the center of the universe. <laughs> but it really is. I mean, like like New York, it's 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 an old city. It's got a history. It's got a population that is just that is just larger. There's a which means there's a bigger appetite for more interesting stuff. Yeah, it just is what it's it just how it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting, man. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like I'm crazy excited. Yeah. Um, as long as we're publicly talk talking about the anvils, though, I have to thank Andrew Fung and apologize oh to Andrew Fung because we we haven't publicly obviously we did oh. in person, but. Hardest gig in Calgary, yeah, that's thanks what I to told us, them, yeah. and, uh, and, and Rick Uke, uh, who, who I yeah. had not met before and just walked upstairs and saved my life. Oh, you never met Rick? I never met, and so... Um, uh, that guy's an actual genius. What he is, what he's amazing. And so I'm up there with the with the AV crew, Yeah. Um, and they're like, and the laptop's shitting the bed, and I've restarted it for the second time, and then one of them uh, turns to me and he says, Rick's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is Rick? <laughs> and then this angel shows up and he's like, yeah, he did. he's like, he didn't even use the mouse. He just knew all the short keys to everything. He's like, <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway. Yeah. He's a real yeah. life genius. And yeah. just so you guys know, everybody was so drunk. I don't even know if they noticed. <laughs> it, was like the same, it was like the same background up there. Yeah. I think you're in the clear. I think we sold some more drinks. I think, yeah. They were yeah. Probably, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, the venue's probably happy. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, a, it was a great learning moment for us. And, uh, I mean, it's fine. You know, people make mistakes. Shit happens. So you're not going to take an AV gig going forward? Like, I think we're going to pass on that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or be, a lot of stress. Be firm about Massively, it. I mean, yeah. We're like, we're not, we're not set up for it and we don't want to be that kind of a company. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we I just want to do everything we can for our clients. Right. And, and, and we, yeah, shouldn't, we should focus on what we're great Well, it's at. like, it's like we talked about earlier, right? Not saying yes to everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. There are there is a new request all the time that we've never said yes or no to, and it's like oh yeah we could probably we could probably handle yeah. it. We're smart people. Yeah, it, it was feeling pretty good in the moments that it was working. Just so you guys know, <laughs> oh, like thanks, I was yeah. I was, buying it was it. dude. It was a great presentation yeah. that nobody saw. I'm just saying, yeah. it was super awesome. It was too bad. Yeah, um, I didn't realize. I, so, just so everybody knows that at the Anvil Awards, the what is it? What happened? The background didn't work like it wasn't a huge deal was it audio it was like, the yeah it was a, you guys it, know because you know what was it was there. right yeah, yeah it was yeah. the sh like the the awards show itself was built in a powerpoint right um but it was all video it was a video powerpoint and every slide was it had it's a like video big, embedded so it was big a big ass file it was multi-gigs this file and yeah it, okay the the venue has a had a feature of the projector that could freeze whatever you were showing yeah so Luckily, you didn't get to see us like messing with the with the laptop and like oh, okay, opening up the right. windows of, of the actual PowerPoint. So so we could freeze what was up there. Yeah. Unfortunately, the computer was also freezing. And, and right. So, yeah. You know what probably didn't help is that you guys got uh, the Richard Cairns video at like that morning. Uh, <laughs> it was and, yeah, and it came in crazy late. <laughs> I know that, and I know that because I shot it. 
this was Anne was Anne looked over the edit and we hadn't met, but I remember being like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I no, <laughs> I, I, I so like I was I was uh, I apologized to you guys in the edit suite. No, even it ended you up being there. fine. Yeah. It was it was and Briar was the one kind of hassling you guys for <laughs> yeah. for okay. this video and, and she and I both knew like we could we can drop this into the PowerPoint on site. Sure. All right. Like we're not gonna be, it could but, be but at the yeah, same time you, like just managing expectations, they need to know that we need this video by Wednesday. I was ready to or take the blame right issues. now. <laughs> I was ready to take no, no, it. Take, you could have put it all it on all me right now. No, 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 it all worked out just fine. All well, right, all right. It worked out fine-ish. And Richard's video, we had it working by then, and uh, it was great. What a great tribute, and and I loved that video. It was super fun. It yeah, was, was nice, great. Yeah. You know, yeah. the seventeen people that that were sober enough to watch it, I think, <laughs> got it. It was, was great. Wild. I sat. I sat. I know Richard really well. Um, he's a he's a bit of a mentor of mine, and I nice. just like, I just love that dude. He's the yeah. best. Um, so I sat. I was sitting by him and his wife, and his his wife was crying. It was a great moment. It felt really good, and the <laughs> nice. video is funny and yeah. you know charming. It's simple, yeah. but uh, anyway, cool. Anyway. Well, we do know each other then, I guess, even though we didn't know it. So what's in the what's on the horizon for you here? Are you sh are you do you have any any plans to shoot anything before you go or, or um, come back and shoot something? I hope I, I yeah yeah. And, and I, you I, as a creative artist, like, yeah, like as a yeah. writer director, what, what what else is on your mind? Well, I um, I've got a few. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm working basically up to the day that I move. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't have anything that's really far along in the works as far as creatively. Um, the one thing is, is that now that I'm freelance, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll maybe have a bit more free time, hopefully not too much free time. Right. Um, and in that free, t free time, I plan to, you know, use it for creative exercises. And I'm, you know, I've been going back and forth about a, um, a friend of mine, uh, Rockwell in town and he's, he's a great writer. So he's always throwing me scripts and stuff and I really want to shoot one. Um, so that's something I want to do in Alberta, even though I live in Toronto. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Rockwell for a minute. Rockwell's a kid. Reminds me a bit of when I started because he's super nervous all the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's a much better writer than I ever was. Anyway, he, he approached me with these scripts. And then one day we were out for drinks and he, he sort of nervously grew to saying, could we like co-direct this? <laughs> yes, man. Of course. Me? That would be great. Like I'd, I'm, I'm kind of all about like if I like someone, I, I, I sort of want them to Oh, totally. To grow, yeah. like yeah. it's such a cool, rewarding thing. Like at least if I blow this thing, maybe somebody <laughs> that I met will right. like do a good job right, of it. Right, right. So that's I kind of try and make a point of that. It's such a charming thing to have that the kind of the nervous new like newcomer, even if they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it happens so often, and and those are the people that we always like. They come in like what a what a great play if they're if they're working us. <laughs> yeah, right? totally. To come yeah, in like yeah. pretending like oh I'm the underdog. It's just yeah. so genuine. Yeah. Here's all the opportunities yeah. that I never had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me fill your brain with every piece of information that I wish I had at this time. Yeah, and give yeah. you every opportunity because it is so genuine. Like it's it it is and it's the right attitude and, and it might not might not be perfect because you can make mistakes, but it's okay. But at the same mistakes. time though, I I mean I prefer that. Like when we have a practicum students, I prefer the students who are open about, I don't know what the fuck is going on and they're going to ask me all sorts of questions For sure. rather than the ones who come in with that kind of fake confidence and it's like, oh, I know everything and great, you didn't learn anything. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I find. The biggest thing that I find with practicum students is the good ones are the ones that are coming in to, to learn. To learn something. And then yeah. there's the other ones come in and they want to prove to you that what they know. Right. And it's like, you don't know shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you may think you did or do, but you but you don't yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like they if, if if you're listening and you're going into your practicum, just think about high school students graduating 
and now you look back at them and you're like, oh, those guys didn't know anything. Yeah. It's, it's the next step. In yeah. I mean, as, as great as, as SAIT is and, and, and any school is, I think, I think, yeah, you got to go into it being like, I know nothing. Like assume you know nothing because that's, that's, that's okay. You're allowed. That's the only time you're allowed. Yeah. Surprise people with what you do know, but don't make it your, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, your intro. Like it's maybe not fair for me to say you don't know shit, but you kind of don't know shit. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. that should be the attitude though. It yeah, really should. Yeah, like yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be arrogant or, or yeah. a know-it-all. You yeah. Know? I think, I think coming out of the post-secondary, you've got a foundation, a really solid one, but you haven't built yet. Right. Yeah. So I think it's, you know what? It is fair to say you don't know <laughs> shit because, because I don't know if I know shit, you know, like we're also trying to figure this thing out. I literally out, so. almost Googled this week. How do I make a movie? Like, I, I'm serious about this. <laughs> you caught me Googling how to direct. How to direct. It's like just straight up how to direct. How to yeah. direct. Yeah. What did like, they say? What did well, they say? I was, like, I was writing like a director's vision and I was like, I need ideas to put in. So yes, the, the blog seemed really bad, but yeah. it, it was hitting points that I wasn't thinking of yet. Oh, um, no. And yeah, I also need to know how to direct. Yeah. Thing. All you got to do is just like make a frame with your fingers and just right. like. That's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And walk around like that. Don't yeah. put them yeah. on, but yeah. just have them. Just wear them. Yeah. If yeah. someone takes your photograph, make sure that you have like the finger thing going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and make sure that it's your Facebook profile yes. forever. Yeah, that's mine. That is exactly my profile. And then you're a director. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that your profile? It's right? my banner. It's my banner. Image. Are you going like this? I'm literally doing this. It was a joke, but that's it. But oh. it's from it's from Hardwood, like, like eight years ago. eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I just that's cool. I'd no go one, to your page and be like, this guy. No one like, looks at those. This guy's though, like right? shit. Like I don't think anyone looks at the banner image. No, anymore. of course you never Facebook? see that. Yeah. Like you see a profile picture, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't ever. If you of course browse, they see your banner yeah, image. if you I browse click, Facebook I don't ever via click on web profile as well, oh, you're being sarcastic. I always click on banner images. You course. always look at people's profiles. Totally. Yeah. Do you look at profiles? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, what Scott, do you mean? Scott's the only non-creep. You have I no like. Picture. Yeah. Shit. I, listen, that's 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 admirable that you've never like well, it's the news creeped feed on for anybody. Newsfeed is the I way to go. I go pictures from 2008 on people. Like it's like you're you're just a oh, normal wow. human being, I guess. For the most part, if I'm entering a meeting with somebody, I've been on their Facebook. Oh, for page. sure, of course. If you're applying to be a practicum student, I've seen your I've seen your Twitter account. I've seen yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're about an hour in. That was quick. Wow. I know yeah, it's gone by really that's fast. Crazy. But uh, anything else that we should we should talk about? I don't really have anything to plug. Like, yeah. well, I mean, let, plug your website. What's what's the URL? Because this is great. There's some great stuff. Oh there. yeah, yeah uh, sure. my website's rileyb.com. R y l e y b dot com. Uh, if you like watching commercials for fun, <laughs> I mean, like I do. I actually do. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A, I watch so many commercials. Uh, if you're into that, then yeah, check my site out. I got some narrative stuff on there too. I got some stuff on there that I've got to take off now that I've plugged it on this site because it's not supposed to be out yet. Ah, oops. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Check out the the Big Brothers Big Sisters. That's stuff. the one that I've got to take off. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't check, check that out. <laughs> it's I okay. It'll it, it. it'll be off, but check. It'll be on TV shortly. It's oh, okay. So well, um, wait for it on television. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so. That's literally everything else. Everything else well, is all good. Shit. I got some new stuff coming out there too. I just had a I just had a good project last week um, with uh, Barry Brona, who's a DP from LA that I work with often, who's a bit of a mentor of mine, and I also Sweet. work with the guys at DDG. Uh, nice. And we came up with kind of a cool thing for sort of a big brand that we're excited about. Nice. Is it Nike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it actually, is it actually? Nike? Uh, yeah, they make cowboy oh. hats now. Yeah, uh, no, it's not Nike. God, I knew it was Nike. They're no. coming to Alberta. I hope so. I mean, that's yeah. what I hope to be on a Nike spot. You know, you'll miss them future. all. You'll go to Toronto, and then they'll all be like, "Alberta's where it's at," and then you're hooped. They do take risks. Like they do, they do some cool stuff. Nike does. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they got spots. That's commercial is real filmmaking. Sometimes, like I don't it know if you guys be. seen the most recent IKEA spot. No. 
Oh God, it'll make you laugh, cry. Yeah, you yeah, go through the gamut. And it's then like any yeah. Dove commercial. Yeah, too. Totally, yeah. all the Dove stuff yeah. for sure. I'm out there barring buying bars of soap like just because it made me sad did you see um did you see that practical behind the scenes that they showed for um old spice have you seen that video that's going around on is it a bts of just how they do the? yeah it's like it was like it was all practically done yeah yeah he was like they were like yeah he was on a rig and they were like going sideways and the camera was spinning and it was amazing yeah i have so much real filming so much respect for that i I even yeah even good just good storytelling i'm watching so much cnn right now with the election going on Mm -hmm. that uh i may legally or otherwise stream uh the the american feed so i see like shitty american commercials right and i'm watching this commercial that's clearly for uh medication for alzheimer's and this woman can't find her keys she's this elderly woman and 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 her husband says all right I'll, i'll i'll help you i'll help you look for them and Oh my god! I almost cried. He finds them in the fridge, oh. <laughs> and, and she like sees this and is like devastated. And they're both like, "Oh, something's wrong with my mind." And he's like, "It's okay, babe." And I was like, "No, no. I'm You're crying, crying right now." Yeah. <laughs> so this was a good commercial. It then. was good. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. American commercials are weird because well, obviously they can they do, be. They're all medication. They do the best. Yeah. They do some of the best. Well, a lot of the best spots. And then the bad ones are like the fucking worst. It's cr- and they're national, huge it's, yeah, commercials. It's amazing. It's, it's weird. It's a, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's cool. Just, they do the whole so gamut. It's a, it's a weird world down there. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, I, I mean, guess, best I of luck, man. And, and thanks, guys. Uh, and let us know when you get when you get that next big spot, and we'll we'll share it. Because sure. everyone wants to follow your journey now. Here's a question I have for you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's go. Is the is the journey is the plan commercials to then jump into features or 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 is are you content or what um because i know a lot of directors have have found it was it was a novel idea 10 years ago now it seems to be a route but but i'll start in commercials then i'll go to music videos then i'll go to feature films Mm -hmm. is that a a journey that you're intending to do um no i I, well yes yes i mean i eventually i want to get into to more narrative type work right um eventually yeah certainly um but i am not itching to do it now right okay. now i take a nike spot over a feature film right. in a heartbeat sure um i'm not you know i think a lot of guys maybe i'm wrong maybe it's not like this but i think a lot of guys doing commercials are doing commercials and it's like oh i wish i was doing Something features else, yeah. i'm not i'm not like that i truly do love commercials and like advertising um so i'm i'm enjoying doing that and i'm enjoying the the learning that i'm able to do on these sets on legit real sets um so i'm i guess i'm content that way but I, I'm grooming my skills to yeah. One day I I want to do a feature. Nice. Um, I, I don't even know if I'm ready right now to do a feature. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it sounds I don't terrible. Think anyone's ready. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know it, exactly. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm it's not going to wait till I'm ready. For sure. Yeah, it just anyone. sounds like I mean that's a year of your life. Yeah. And like I still do, I don't know. I like party on the weekends and stuff. <laughs> like I, like I don't. I've got to really commit, and I right. and I think right. that right now I'm commercials is the right thing for me. Yeah. I'm happy to do them. I'm learning a ton. I love them. And you know, maybe maybe I do in my whole thirties, maybe my forties to try and transition. Maybe at thirty two I don't get to work anymore and I have to work at a liquor store. Right. Who knows what's gonna happen, you know? That's but true. I That's true. I'm just right now I'm just happy to be doing this and getting on set and cool. flex my muscles a little bit. Well come back and shoot in Alberta if you can. I plan on it, man. I can't I can't wait. Actually if uh, I'd like to do a film out here. Yeah. Yeah. So would we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well get it it's done. an amazing place yeah. to shoot for sure. All right, yeah. well thank you for being here, sir. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. Well, thanks, Riley, for joining us. Um, and, it's always, it's uh, always just an awesome conversation when you don't yeah. know who they are. For sure. Because we're yeah. learning as, as, as our listeners do. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff.
Absolutely. Uh, and so let us get into the important upcoming information deadlines, yes. news grants, job calls, all that good stuff. Not a ton new from last week, so no. we'll just kind of blast through it. If you yeah. want more details, listen to last week's episode. Um, Startoon, which is the talent show for animated characters, has been launched. Um, it's a it's an elimination round um, talent, talent, talent contest, but you're blah, blah, blah. I'll try hmm. again. Hmm. It is <laughs> an elimination round style talent contest, but the the characters are animated. So you have to animate characters and then they go through these rounds of elimination. I, I do think this is very cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, check it out, startoon.ca uh, if you're an animator. Um, and you got to get your your first audition uh, in for July 7th. So you should probably be animating about now. Um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. What? <laughs> but to what? I wasn't ready. Telesoptic Local, though. Uh, deadline is June 30th. Uh, and they have a fund for $75,000. Uh, for your project with a local feel featuring local people or places and demonstrating a commitment to community members and organizations. I think that's more in reference to the workshop side of things. Right. Because you can also create your own little workshop and uh, apply for funding for that workshop through this grant as well. So check out opticlocal.com and uh, check out the details for that. It's a a really cool fund that I think not enough people know about. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. $75,000. It is amazing. Apply for this. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it's local too you totally. know, you're not competing yeah we're against not competing Canada, against yeah, yeah it's, i think it's just bc and alberta so do that um the banff world media festival is coming up uh we will be very active during that time um but we invite you to join us there so ampia members can save 500 dollars on tickets um check out more about it at banffmediafestival.com is anyone coming that you're excited about damon lindelof damon lindelof yeah yeah, yeah. he's uh yeah. he's a hero of mine for sure i'm sure he Great is writer. Yeah. People, uh, people don't like him though because of the because lost, of lost finale, you don't, you're not a lost. lost I'm not finale. a lost, but I know that it was a. Yeah. It's a controversial, controversial thing. finale. I loved it, but many people don't. Um, Dan Harmon will be there. Yes, and, and I'm yes. a huge fan of his. I do love Dan Harmon. I actually listen to his podcast regularly too. That's wicked. Yeah. Um, so go to that place. Uh, upcoming workshops and classes. Um, the CSAF. We've talked about this a bit, but uh, it's coming up quickly. June 12th is the hand processing black and white reversal film workshop uh, by Kyle Whitehead. Check out csaf.org if you want to learn how to process some film. And Fava's Super 8 Challenge is coming up on June 15th. Uh, film due July 18th. Uh, so from 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, it looks like you're going to uh, do a little uh, workshop. Workshop, kinda, yeah, yeah. Just kind of teach you how to run with, uh, with exactly, the camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's it's uh, for $75 plus GST and $65 plus GST for, uh, for members of Fava. And uh, yeah, you get to make a Super 8 film. This is something I've actually participated in like a decade ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get one role. So yeah. you're, gonna, you're editing in camera. You don't, if you screw up, you're, yeah. you're hooped. Yeah, it's it pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually went into, for, we were shooting a film that was revolving, I think it was just like interesting Edmonton locations. And so we asked to go into the hospital that I was born in, side note, uh, to shoot West Edmonton Mall from like a higher angle. And they let us. They were just like, That's yeah, sweet. go for it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You were born spitting distance from West Edmonton Mall? <laughs> yes, I was. That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> the great You're notes. so famous. I know. Um, have you ever thought, Matt, about crowdfunding? Your Every day. Uh, Every I think day. about it all oh, the time. Oh, I thought you meant my Well, just anything. My life. Crowdfund your life? <laughs> yeah. Just that get sounds... other people to pay for... I feel like no. this is a great idea. Why haven't we done this yet? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you're thinking about it for a film specifically, you're going to want to take this workshop at the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers run by a dude named Brett Furster. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who this guy is, um, he was a guest on the podcast, so listen to his episode because he's super charming. I talk about him all the time and how jealous I am of how charming he is. He's handsome. Yeah, he's super handsome too. Um, anyway, he's going to tell you all the things that you need to know about crowdfunding your film, and this is from a guy who has had success doing it. Um 
and uh, he's he's done some great short films and uh, is definitely worth checking out. So 65 for members, 105 for non-members on June 22nd from 7 to 10 p.m. CSAF.org for more information. And uh, the M Media Do It Yourself Jawa, aka Video Vulture Culture, a workshop with Tasman Richardson, uh, is happening. Uh, on June 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. And uh, it's all about uh, getting the look of film, um, I think, using using video, um, which, again, seems interesting because it's, it says, tired of using video as a poor substitute for film? Uh, think the tired parade of derivative cinema should be tossed on the fire? Yes. Want, want to attack the spectacle with its own arsenal? Yes. I don't I know. I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yes. That. And the guy who invented this method uh, is the one who's teaching it. So check out the link in the show notes for more information. It seems like a cool uh, uh, opportunity for those who are interested in a little more of the artistic side of filmmaking. Um, and let's let's talk about film filmmaking. Mm, yes, no one loves film filmmaking more than a, an instructor at Satan <laughs> named Phil Letourneau. Yes, um, he will be the first guy to slap you in the face if you tell him that film is dead. You're fired. You are literally fired yeah. from class. Um, and he is teaching a workshop called cinematography at the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers. Matt, what does a cinematographer do? Why they're the author of the image. Right. My director is the author of the film, but right. but the cinematographer is the author of the image. So the cinematographer pushes the go button on the camera? Not necessarily. I oh. mean, uh, you'd have to ask Phil, I think. this is These are the kinds of things you can clear up with him. So the cinematographer is the one who paints with light, mm. right? They're the one who, yeah, makes the film look how it looks. Yeah. Some people think it's the director, um, and there is some collaboration there, but... Sure. Uh, if you if you're the guy who likes holding the camera and you think, hey, I want to be a director, maybe you don't. Maybe you actually, you want, actually want to be a, want to be a, a director of photography or yeah. a cinematographer. So check out this workshop, June 25th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the CSIF. Mm-hmm. And at Fava, we mentioned it last week. It's the Fava, the Fava Free for All for Lighting workshop. It's uh, June 26th from 1 to 5 p.m. Get your hands on some lighting and figure out how to properly light a, an interview scene or a, a, a short film scene. And you can find out more information in the show notes. You sure can. You know what else you can find more information in the show notes? Another Calgary side of independent filmmakers workshop, sort of. This one's the Summer Media Arts Camp. So it's for children uh, or youth, I guess, ages 13 to 17, teenagers, basically. Another thing I did about a decade ago. Yeah. Wow, more you're, than, you're super old. <laughs> um, so it's an introduction to filmmaking practices. So if you have uh, a teenager in your life who uh, you think would be interested in the filmmaking process or they want to maybe be filmmakers when they grow up, this is literally the perfect thing for them. It's two weeks from July 11th to 22nd, Monday to Friday, uh, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So you can drop them off, um, go to work, and then pick them up uh, after work. Uh, and it's taught by the lovely Yvonne Abuso, who is with Amos, uh, used to be with CSIF, and yeah. uh, is just the best. So you will so not find a more caring uh, and and knowledgeable instructor for this youth uh, group. So mm-hmm. it's an intensive hands-on experience. Check it out, csif.org slash productions, and that'll get you there. Tell them we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> We've never done that before. We should take yeah, credit. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I found out about your camp from the Alberta Filmmakers <laughs> podcast. I'm like, the what? What are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. Uh, what's shooting in Alberta, Scott? Heartland. Right, and back in business. Star. Yes, yes. N- newly in business. And we've heard of a, of a shoot called... Hashtag Roxy. Hashtag Roxy. Is a if anybody film. knows about this, yeah, I can't find much know. about it online. There's not a lot of details. But hey, if, if you're listening and you're hashtag Roxy, yeah, let us know what's going on. Tell, tell us about we want to tell everyone yeah. about you. Sounds like a cool little indie short, though. I like the title for sure. Video technician for the Calgary Stampede needed this summer. We talked about it last round, but you can find more information. Uh, 
at mediajobsearchcanada.com slash job dot I'm not going to do that. This is the links in the, in the show notes. But I will tell you that your deadline to apply is June 6th. So get it in. Get it in now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so CTV is also looking for a part-time ENG editor. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Um, and NUTV is looking for an executive director. But Matt, how can this be? Taylor Ross is the executive Our director. Our friend Taylor. We just had her on the podcast recently. It's a shame. Yeah. And she's so wonderful. She's, she's not going to be the executive director? I guess not. No. no. I mean, I know not. You know. But she's happy to uh, participate in the hiring process. I'm sure she'll be involved in the transition process. She's great. And uh, we wish her the best in her new role, wherever it may be. Definitely. Okay. Uh, recommendations. What do you got for us this week, Matthew? Just punching you in the face. Well, is it because I made fun of you? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I am going to recommend that you get involved with something that is not filmmaking, um, but something that has uh, a, a, a structure to it, a, a level of, of uh, learning that you can get involved in, um, and then come back to filmmaking and apply what you've learned to that world. I, I have a friend who uh, is a pretty serious poker player, and uh, he, he taught me all kinds of interesting things about, about poker. And then I was able to like apply them to my life in, in other ways, even like in a pitch meeting when it comes to like bluffing a little bit um, or just, just reading the person across from you. Um, and also um, just the structure of the game and, and the way it was played. And so I, 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 I found that to be very useful. So I'm sure there are many things that might be of interest to other people. Is this, um, I mean... Did you go into learning poker with the intent to take it back into your filmmaking life, or was that kind of a byproduct? You know what? So I think the way I approached it was like I was like, I bet I'll learn things about this. Like I was interested in pl- playing poker and, and seeing if I could actually win money. Um, did you win money? But uh, not really, no. <laughs> but but I did learn, and I knew that I could I I could apply these these things to to, to filmmaking or just other areas of my life in general. So um, it was kind of like a, an excuse to be like, right. and I'm going to learn cool things. It's all good. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's a good idea. Um, and and I mean, we're in the we're in the business of telling stories, and if all we do is is make movies, then all we're going to have stories about is telling stories, right? So it's important to to spread your wings and and get out there and experience other things. I like that. Your recommendation is better than mine. <laughs> As usual. As usual. No, actually, I love your recommendation. Yeah. Although recommend- I've never been to... This is, yeah, my recommendation is uh, is Stage West Dinner Theater. Right. Uh, or, or any dinner theater in general. And I've um, been to Jubilations. Yeah, Jubilations is great, for sure. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to kind of experience uh, theater in our city that's um, a little bit more casual, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Stage West has an all-you-can-eat buffet, Matt. Yeah. And they have seafood. I love seafood. And some other sort of meat on a thing that they cut while you like hold your plate out like a savage <laughs> and they like cut it off. You didn't the meat. have any of that. Huh? No, I didn't have that, but I had lots of vegetables. Okay. And they have a great, like a great like dill ranch dip or oh. something. It's, it's exquisite. Hmm. Uh, and they had a really good tofu sushi there. I actually didn't mind the food at Jubilations either and, and good drinks. And it, like, yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. The one thing that bothers me about not doesn't bother me, but I just wish that we had that we were a more arts focused society that would be like, oh, this is a completely original show, because Jubilations always right. pulls in like the oh we're combining like Captain Jack Sparrow and some other TV show or some or movie and and like so we're being derivative, right? And that's okay. But I think that draws crowds. Too, I agree, right? like, and it's the only way. Like yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't, yeah. And that's because our our appetites are like I only want to know what I know. I want to yeah, see right. what I know. Yeah, I want one safe. I, and I mean, to be fair, this was Young Frankenstein that I saw yeah. on Tuesday. So yeah. it was total, it was just a, a 
an existing musical and yeah. it was it was fantastic i'm sure it was and um, and yeah i just want to i just wish there was an opportunity yeah. for writers to be like i wrote I an original for, uh, maybe there song. is maybe yeah there is. Maybe, maybe um but it, it also it, it we were driving away afterwards and and just laughing our asses off and my wife was like um you said something at when you were doing the uh the panel about business school for actors at the calgary expo and you said that uh actors can have full-time jobs in the world of acting uh without necessarily uh, acting or doing or actually kind of acting on films full time. Mm-hmm. She said, "You mentioned dinner theater is a great example." Um, but she said that the way the way that I phrased it made it sound like you could even like you could even like try to act on stage <laughs> at you know act at a dinner theater, right? Um, which kind of disparaged those actors, and I, I certainly didn't mean to no, do that. I, um, I think they're great, and actually they are great. They're fantastic. They actually kind of move around, like they tour, like the Definitely. the leads at in Jubilations are like. The show moves from right. like Edmonton to oh, okay. uh, Saskatoon as well, or I think sure. has a location, or at least somewhere in Saskatchewan. And the same lead cast moves oh, with that's the cool. show. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I totally, I think it's a cool, very cool opportunity. And, and there's some really talented people. Definitely. And yeah. and to kind of reiterate what I meant to say was ser- being a server at one of these dinner mm-hmm. theaters mm-hmm. Um, is a great way to kind of pay the bills and have regular work uh, and still live within the world of acting as you're right. still cutting your teeth and trying to... Uh, Trying to make it build your network yeah, and, and maybe network. maybe right. get an opportunity to audition. And, yeah, exactly and, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's my recommendation for for the week. Cool. Well, thanks again to Briar for putting the news uh, together for us. Couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a, an Alberta filmmaker and uh, you listen to podcasts, then you should be listening to this podcast. So <laughs> you are. You are. If you're but hearing the this. point of it so is that this podcast is for you. We're not mm-hmm. doing this um, for ourselves because we could just research this information and be on our way. Um, so the point is, share what you want to talk about with us, and we will talk about it. Like totally. hashtag Roxy. What is it? Yeah, just, just yeah. let us know what's going on, and uh, we'll share it with the community, and that way we can all kind of uh, get closer together and have a greater understanding of what's going on in this province. Yeah, let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, that's what Riley did, and and, and now he's on the show. So, um, how, do, how do they do that? They can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca, and uh, once they've done their five-star review, on, review iTunes. on iTunes, they Sweet can get whatever they stars. want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week, and go make go some. Make some.